Blog Talk Radio. Rick Segesi knows baseball is more than just the physical training. It takes guts, heart, and drive. Rick Segesi offers professional baseball and softball mentoring for players of all ages. Rick was a star player in high school and went on to play for the University of Miami. Played in the College World Series. He's played with Aubrey Hoff of the Orioles and Pat Burrell of the Tampa Bay Rays and has been coached by some of the biggest names in professional baseball. Rick is currently a scout for the Cleveland Indians and a recruiter for the University of Miami. In 30 or 60-minute sessions, you get private one-on-one coaching, guaranteed to improve your game. Rick Segesi is more than just a coach. He is a mentor, helping kids stay on track, on the field, and in school. Call to find out more, 777-4435. And for a limited time, Rick is offering a special discount to Fox Sports Radio listeners. So call now, 777-4435, or visit thinkoutsidethediamond.com. Rick Segesi, professional baseball mentoring. Well, well, well. Welcome, guys. Uh, I wanted to uh, just hopefully break up your uh, your time here that you guys are spending home. Hopefully, staying safe and everyone's uh, doing well. Um, so, I wanted to spend a little time just talking a little bit about data and how that is being transforming the game right now in baseball, and uh, how it's really making a big impact. So, to do that, we are going to bring on a guest uh, who will be calling in here soon. His name is Andrew Beatty out of Sarasota, Florida, and he um, runs a program uh, up there. It's uh, the Silverback Athlete. And he really focuses on baseball, softball training, and a little bit back of his background. Uh, he was, you know, placed in junior college at uh, St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg um, and he was a 35, uh, 35th round draft pick by the Cincinnati Reds. Um, he actually got drafted uh, by the Blue Jays as well. He, um, his professional career spanned about 11 years, and uh, it really accumulated to a uh, selection at the AA All-Star Game in Jacksonville, Florida, in 2001. And he uh, played 11 years in, in AAA. So he, you know, he, he has some folks' experience. Uh, he's played in, the, in, you know, he's seen the, the professional ranks and seen what uh, what's happening out there and how things are happening. And, and, and now he's trying to uh, instill this, his his uh, his knowledge and abilities, um, you know, with his clients. So he's been important as well as myself, but we're going to talk about what he's been doing, um, implementing a lot of different uh, tools to, to help, um, you know, get data. Uh, and then the idea is it's great to have data, but what do you do with it? And how do you make a difference in a player? Um, and how do you, pro- you know, propel that and produce it into a program? to make the athlete better. And that's the, the big thing we're going to talk about, not only what he uses, uh, but what he and how he uses it to uh, implement it in his programs to enhance his uh, athlete's performance. So um, he'll be call, calling in here any, any minute now. But, uh, again, we're, we're lucky to have Andrew coming on. Uh, fortunate to have him showcase and, and share some of this knowledge um, Due to the fact he was, you know, he had some time in the big in the in the minor league system, and played professionally as well. So um, hopefully you guys get a lot of information and, and and really understand that you know things that you see on TV. It's great to have that data, but how do you use that data? And that's that's the idea. It's uh, it's 
it's really understanding that concept and, and um, really focusing on getting that to to be enhanced. Uh, so that, that's what we want to really, really focus on. So, again, he should be calling here in a minute now, and uh, he'll be calling in. And uh, we should be getting that soon. But, again, guys, just make sure you're, uh, you're focused and, and, uh, and, and stay with the, with the thing. So let me see if I can get Andrew on. All right, Andrew, are you on? Yeah. Let's just see here. Sorry about this, guys. He's uh, calling in here, and I want to just make sure he, he gets on okay. But, um, again, you can have any questions. You guys can actually um, call into the number. I'm going to give you that number right now. It's um, 515-602-9790. So, um, he should be calling in here soon, and uh, we'll get him going. But, uh, again, any questions you might have, again, you can call in and uh, ask us any questions. Again, the number is 515-970-9790. Sorry. All right, so it looks like we have Andrew. Hey, Andrew, is that you? All right. Is Rick, this Andrew? Hey, how are you? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing All well. Right. Thank doing you. Doing great, man. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling in. And, and I was just uh, using my a different device here, so I was having a hard time finding your seeing your call come in. But uh, I finally found it, so I apologize for that. But um, not a problem. I wanted at just all. to I introduce you. I introduced you to the to the audience, and I wanted to uh, just kind of get you to to share a little bit about what you're doing there in Sarasota, and um, I give a little bit of a brief background of yourself. And you know, the big focus today we're going to focus on is how we're getting this data now that the game has been changed uh, in the last you know five six years. It's just been going crazy, and and data is fantastic, and it's, it gives us a lot of insight and information. But how do we utilize that data? to make um, proper decisions to be able to enhance um, a player's ability and how we deliver that message and how we communicate that data. So that's kind of what we want to talk about today. I wanted to share a little bit about what you've been using and kind of explain what you're using and, and how you actually um, decipher all that information to, to your programs. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'll go over a little bit of what I have and what I've been using um, at Silverback Athlete. Um, for the last couple of years, I've been using uh, Blast Motion software and uh, RightView Pro video software. Um, Rap Soto, of course, watching the ball come off the bat a little bit more. And uh, we just, in the last six, eight months or so, have started using KVEST quite a bit, which is a... Um, biometric vest that basically shows your kinematic sequence from your your hips uh, all the way up to your uh, upper body and your arm, and it shows how your body's making the proper moves. Um, the way we're using it, um, I use a lot of Blast Motion and Rapsodo together at the same time. When I use um, Blast Motion, we might be looking at early connections and 
and uh, attack angle and so forth. But then we can then go on and use uh, the Rapsodo in conjunction with Last Motion to show the players that when we make these adjustments that the ball is going to come off the bat a little bit different in a good way or a bad way. Um, hopefully a good way, but uh, we're definitely using this stuff to get players to see things um, rather than asking them, how does that feel? How does that feel? Because a lot of players don't feel good when they're trying to make an adjustment because you're changing their natural move to the ball that they've been using for so many years. And, you know, they're very reluctant and that's where the technology has really come into play with um, a lot of players that I've seen, they, they, they don't feel it initially and it doesn't feel great, but they can see the outcome of the ball coming off the bat with Rapsodo. They can see the, the numbers change, their bat speed increase, their hand speed, time to contact and so forth. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And you know, that's, that, that's awesome. And, you know, do you find your athletes really wanting to know this information well, there, there are three, three ways I feel like I've taught or I teach players. Um, you know, you have one player that wants every bit of the knowledge that the data can give you. Then you have the other player that kind of wants bits and pieces of it so they're not overwhelmed. And then you have the other player that if they trust you, say, hey, you give me the right roadmap and, and I'll take it and we're going to work from there. And when we make adjustments or we start changing and so forth, they, they kind of buy in a little bit more to that. That's great. You know, one of the things I see that you can hit on there, just what you said exactly, is that athletes might not feel exactly the, the greatest that day, but their you know, numbers might show different and vice versa. They might, you know, feel great, but their numbers might not show that. And I think there's a very good, uh, good value to both of them. And I think people we relied on, on for many years relied on the feel, how do we feel, you know, and, and that's important still, but I, I feel that, um, you know, we can't, black and white, it's, it's data is really, sub, you know, very objective data. It's just, it is what it is. So um, I think more, more times than not, I find that athletes are actually seeing that they're doing better than they actually feel like they're doing um, based on what they're seeing. Now, I think data is changing that aspect of training. What's your, what's your insight on that? Well, definitely. I, I see um, these players making adjustments now when they're, when they're seeing the data, when they see the information come in and they see the bat speed increase and all of a sudden they get excited and they're starting to elevate their game and really take it to the next level with it. Um, I have a couple of older pro ball players that come in and initially I didn't think they were going to be on uh, with, with the data and all the blast motion and the K vest and, and uh, the Rapsodo. But, you know, come to find out they love the Rapsodo in the sense that they feel like they're playing a video game. But then when you start adding these things together and then you start showing them how to increase something, if it be bat speed or, or attack angle, or even showing them, hey, if you hold the bat a little bit differently, your hands in this position or your barrel will get through a little bit quicker. It's quite amazing to watch these guys, they light up. And, and I'm talking about early 20s, 23, 24, 25-year-old guys that have been doing something the same way for quite a bit of time. And all of a sudden, they're, they're open to making an adjustment. They're open because they can see the gains now and they can feel the gains. 
rather than before they would go right back to the same gate that they had from high school and, and they just never get out of a ball because of that. And the fact that they're starting to make adjustments and, and see this, it, it's also helping the players get to this point faster. Um, you know, part of what I tell these young minor league guys that I've worked with in high school guys as well is if you keep playing, it gives you a better chance of making an adjustment. You're going to fail constantly in this game. And in pro ball, it's quick to get rid of you if you fail, if you're not a big money guy. But if they keep playing and they can make these adjustments quicker and faster because of the data, it's going to be a great, great thing for a lot of young players that might not have a chance because they would have been released a year or so later because they're not making good moves of the ball. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, some people some people talk about too, like what's the age, you know, what 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 age should we start this? I mean, you know, I've heard different things, but like people say, like, well, you know, ten years old, these kids don't really need to know that, and then uh, you should start at fifteen. And there's a lot of different theories and theories out there. What's your take on an age time frame? Do you think they should start as soon as possible on this, or is there a certain age? Well. I, I think data at any age is great. You have to understand that certain kids don't have the strength to do certain things in, in at a young age. There are some players at 10, 11, 12 that can utilize all this and get better. Um, I had a dad once asked me, well, why does my 10-year-old need to be compared to um, Trout's swing? I was like, well, because Mike Trout's one of the best hitters to play this game. Why wouldn't you want to compare him at 10 years old? and mimic his move and, and try to get better and show players how, how these guys are doing it. So I think, you know, young ages are great. You just have to be, if you're the coach or, or the guy helping them out or the data person, whatever it may be, you need to make sure that you don't overload these players with too much information at that age. Um, some players are all in wanting to know it, and then some players are just overwhelmed and they can get really fixated on it. And you got to let the athleticism still play out with all players from, you know, eight years old to 30 year old ball players, but don't overwhelm young players with too much data, but it's not a bad idea to get on there and see what's going on. I think one of the best pieces of uh, equipment for a young player just for, from a coaching aspect is probably blast motion. It's a, or any, any bat sensor. It's a fairly inexpensive product for technology compared to the other three or four pieces that i mentioned earlier. And the players can go home and just – it gives them a gauge if their bat speed goes up or if it goes down. If your bat speed starts to go down, it's telling you that maybe you're a little bit fatigued at, when you're working. So let's let's pull back on it. You know, when I was growing up, everybody was talking about, you know, keep working hard, hard, hard every day. If you're not working, the other guy's working. But now it's let's work smarter. Let's be more efficient. Let's get to getting better with this technology without taking a thousand swings the wrong way, let's take 500 the right way and then call it a day. So, you know, I, I'm seeing the technology help players in that way as well. And I think they're using this technology too in professional baseball to show players when they're playing 140 to 160 games, they don't need to take BP on the field every day. They don't need to be out there destroying their body in that heat before a game. They're conserving it. So, when you see rotational acceleration and so forth on blast motion, if that starts to decline, it's showing that you're losing some of that core strength or that ability to make those good moves. So you might want to pull back a little bit and take a break. 
That's a great point. That's a great point. And I think that's, you know, a lot of times we're going by the data of the numbers and all that, but going it, basing it and using it to, for your workload. And I think that's a great point you just made um, that a lot of times is maybe not talked about as much as, you know, how the swing is playing out, but based on, Hey, your workload is possibly getting too high. You know, you see how these numbers are uh, dipping. So that's a great point. What about your, the ones that you use? Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of different pieces out there, but you use blast motion. What do you about that piece of equipment? You know, because that's a pretty affordable piece, like you said, that most people can use, especially now being at home. They can use that type of thing off the tee and stuff like that. What do you think um, about blast motion compared to, like, some other sensors on the market? Well, I've used blast and uh, um, ZEP back in the day and a little bit of uh, an, a, another one here and there. I think they're all comparably good, uh, depending on what you're using and how you're using it. If, you're, if I'm a coach, I like the way blast motion set up the coach's aspect where I can see all my players on there and I can interact with them. And when my players go and take 50 swings off the tee at their house or in a cage or not with me, I can see what they've done, and I can see what what their numbers are. Are they doing it? Are their connections good? I'm a big early connection guy, which early connection is the way the barrel's starting to come into the zone as you start to rotate your uh, body and the barrel starts to come through. If you're coming in too steep or you're coming in too high, it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact your bat speed and the, your likelihood of staying through baseball longer. So, you know, I can see a, a lot of young kids have a tendency to drop that barrel down by their uh, hip as they start to swing because their strength isn't there. When I say young kids, I'm talking about 8- to 13-year-old boys and girls where they're swinging bats that are a little bit too heavy for them or a little bit too big and they're not strong enough to get it going. So we can focus with last motion outside of where I'm teaching, and they can go on some of the numbers that I say. If this is where we want to be, if it be, you know, 85 to 100, in early connection in that in that range if they're in 70s or 75 or 60s they're definitely not getting the barrel up high enough when they're entering the zone so you know i think it's a great tool for these these young players and it would be one of those tools that almost every one of my players that comes in my facility either has picked up a, a, a subscription through me and so i can see what they're doing at home or they're utilizing it themselves at home and, and it's a great piece that's great. That's great to know. I mean, that's and like, like I said, I think you. I agree with you. I think all, any type of sensor would be effectively uh, useful right now at this time. Um, but blast. I haven't used it actually blast, but that that sounds like a really uh, really unique and and special piece of equipment that you can really um, dive deep into the movements, like you said, uh, of the athlete. Sure. Um, what about softball? Well, the best one. Softball that, players. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Pardon me? Say, you know, do you use these? Do you use these with softball players as well? Oh yes, I, softball, baseball. You can use them for one or the other. I mean, when you set up one of these, it's either one is specifically for a softball and one is specifically for a baseball player. But I use them for with all my players. Almost every lesson when somebody comes in, and I'm seeing, um, I don't know probably not right now, but throughout the process, I might see, you know, 30 to 60 lessons a week. And every player that comes in is getting a blast motion put on their bat before they start swinging. 
and every player is getting at least some piece throughout that lesson of some data from the Rapsodo. And I'm using RightView Pro at the same time, usually either those three at the same time or even printing the K-Vest on them. But RightView Pro is a video software where I can put players side-by-side of major league ball players, and it's going to show their swings. What are they doing? Are they are they comparable at certain positions in their in their approach as a hitter, in their stride, in their in their load, in their movement towards the ball compared to another professional? And I'll put them next to players that are comparable. I'm not going to put you know I have somebody that's five five. I'll put Altuve there. You know if I have somebody that's six foot five, I'll end up putting uh, Chris Bryant there. And I'll show them some differences in what they're doing physically and what they're and throughout their swings and how can we make an adjustment and utilizing the video aspect and everybody can use one with their cell phone. I mean, there's great apps out there to use on your cell phone that'll video your swing. Even Blast Motion with that sensor has that on there. Um, I think RightView Pro has a great hitting software that you can purchase for a couple bucks on an app and you can put yourself side by side professional ball players with that as well. Wow. So again, there's unlimited amounts of tools out there and it's, you know, sometimes it gets overwhelming as, as uh, parents or uh, even coaches that aren't, you know, doing this full time with all this data and all these new products. And uh, so I thought, you know, just given an overview like you just did and it was, it was fantastic for our audience to be able to get a little bit more insight on certain products and how you're using them and how you're taking that data and, and actually uh, utilizing it to help that specific athlete. Do you, do you use the Rapsodo um, with the Blast Motion? Do you kind of do any of those at all? I do. I, I use it. I, I, I truly believe when I'm working with a player – if you're not using both of those at the same time to demonstrate, to show differences for players, I have a TV or two TV set up where they can see the numbers and the ball coming off the bat. And so if I'm not seeing a guy, let's say somebody has bat speed of 60 miles an hour and it's a drop three bat, I want to see plus 15 to 25 miles an hour off their bat, meaning if their bat speed 60, I want to see it at least 75 to 85 miles an hour off the bat that's showing me a connection they're in a really good strong position then we can take the video and go back to that swing and i can show them that they're in a great strong position and this is why you're getting that 15 to 25 mile an hour exit speed off your bat compared to your bat speed rather than some guys might swing about 70 miles an hour but they might hit a ball 82 miles an hour off the bat or 75 miles an hour and it's just showing they're in a poor position at contact even though that bat's coming through at that bat speed, if you're not in a good, strong, connected position, the ball's not going to come off the bat the same way. So when you're utilizing all this equipment in a facility and somebody's being able to show them in real time how this works, or maybe you take the 70-mile-an-hour bat speed and you try to slow the guy down to 65, and all of a sudden, instead of him hitting the ball 80 miles an hour, at 65, he's hitting at 85 because they're in a better position. When you start controlling your body, not at max speed, but maybe 90% of what your max is, it seems that players start to hit the ball a lot better and more accurate more often and consistently. That's great. That, that's great. And, and again, that, that 
it's it's taking that data, like you said, and utilizing it to that specific what you need to focus on or what you need to work on, and it's specifically for that athlete. Um, that's fantastic. I think it's important. So yeah, I think it's really important for players if they can to find a coach that can decipher this rather than them trying to decipher it themselves, or find somebody that can help, like yourself uh, and others in other areas of the country where that helps them. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know you you're doing great things, uh, you know, I'm going to say up there in South Sarasota because I'm a little selfish, but um, yeah, it, it's like you said, it's not just using the equipment, but being able to communicate the equipment and the results from the equipment um, properly and then make the proper changes and make, get the proper program, get the proper drills in place to, to enhance that, um, the movement quality. So, um you're doing great things up there in Sarasota. How's everything going up there now uh, with all this COVID-19 stuff? Has it been pretty pretty solid or, you know, business is getting back in or is it uh, still kind of well, like ghost town? Oh, well, it's ghost town. I mean, I, I go on the road to go get something. I haven't been to work in several weeks now. I'm, I'm starting to miss everybody. I'm ready to get back and, and move. And but we all have to be safe before we all get to that position. But, um, you know, everybody's fine. Everybody's healthy, which is great that I know. Um, but I'm ready to get back to work. I hope it's all good down in Naples as well. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty much like you said. It, it, the things are starting to get back. I mean, more cars coming on the road. Uh, still, things are still shut down. So, uh, you know, like you said, like yourself, three weeks. So, um, just I think, just like you said, itching to get back. I think people are itching to get back, but we have to make sure we do it at the right time. And, and, and do it uh, so everyone's safe. But um, I appreciate you coming on on, on this show uh, today. I hope our audience got some good insight because I know with all these people being home now and and uh, you know might be utilizing this this type of equipment, uh, you know we can get a better understanding on how um, how to use and, and obviously reach out to that to local coaches or your trainer uh, if you don't know how to use it. You know so you can really make sure you're getting the maximum out of that uh, device. But um, I wanted to thank you, Andrew, for coming in and, and sharing your insight and your knowledge. And, uh, you know, make sure you stay safe over there, and, and hopefully we can have this thing passing here soon. Yeah, hopefully that will be the case. And, uh, you know, if any of these guys that are listening don't know any coaches, you're more than welcome to email me or give me a call. I'd, I'd be happy to help you guys out. And uh, you stay safe, and thank you again. Hopefully I can do this again sometime with you. Oh, absolutely, Andrew. I plan on doing a few of these because I think this is what people need right now is just that, that connection and, and, uh, and some insight from our, us professionals to be able to just help them maximize their home time right now. So we'll definitely be doing this again. Sounds good, man. Have a good one. Thank you again. All right. Thank you, Andrew. All right, guys, so uh, that was awesome. Um, we wanted to really thank Andrew again for coming on, and hopefully you guys got some insight on that. Uh, again, he uses uh, different devices. Uh, I use the, the actual Dynakinetics sensor. It's a similar to Blast Motion, like a Rapsodo, 
Um, I also use uh, the Right Pro software, which he uses as well. Um, but again, it's not these tools that are doing the job. The, the KVEST, we use that as well, and he uses it. But it's not the tools that get the, the job done. It's not going to fix you. It's the knowledge that has to decipher that information and now propel a program um, to help you. And so when you go in and you do these things, it's not just about hitting an cage and, and just, you know, doing drills. It's, it's, sometimes it's stopping and getting some of this data, and it, and it takes some time. Um, to do that, and you've got to understand that, that, you know, when you got a kid back in the day, you just go hit, but it's more about practicing with purpose and having quality, like Andrew was saying, not quantity. So um, if you guys have any questions for Andrew, please sure reach out to him. He's a silverback athlete. You can find him on uh, Instagram as well as Twitter and online. Um, you can reach out to me. I'm open to answer any questions you have. Um, you can reach out to me, thinkoutsidethediamond.com, and you've got me on Instagram at TOTD Coach, Twitter's CoachRick37, as well as Facebook is Think Outside the Diamond. So you can reach out to me or Andrew if you have any questions on, uh, again, utilizing this data and making sure you're doing the most at home. And I'll be doing online sessions as well as I currently am right now. I'm doing that through Huddle Technique and Zoom. So feel free to reach out to me if you guys want to uh, do some online remote training, send me videos and we can meet on Zoom and go over that. So until then, thanks, guys. Thanks for, for uh, if you did listen in, appreciate the uh, support. And if you have any questions, just give us a call or give us a, sh a shout, email, whatever it is, and stay safe.